Welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Today's episode will be one of our weekly devotionals. These devotionals are typically shot live uh, via Facebook and have been condensed down into an audio version for this podcast. We hope you enjoy the practical biblical teaching you will hear and that you will learn how to better apply God's truth to your life. Good morning. Welcome to the Friday Morning Devotions with yours truly. Brought to you by Fellowship Baptist Church, Clark Lake, Michigan. Got my coffee. Now, you might notice that there's something different about the devotional this morning. I am all by my lonesome. I have no co-host today. Oh! Everybody just jumped off. All right, I think we'll wrap this up then. I'm just kidding. Oh, I am here all alone, but I'm here with you. Uh, Some of you might be wondering where Pastor is today. I will let you know at the end of the devotional today what is going on with Pastor and where he's at. Uh, Rachel was not able to join me today. She has to go grocery shopping because we are running low on food. And if you know anything about me or my children, that is not a good thing. So she is going to be doing emergency running to get us food because when we don't get food, we get hangry, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Oh, good to have everybody on this morning. Let's see here. First place for the first person to comment goes to Sharla Vincent. Boom. She was on top of it this morning. Second, Robin Taylor. Good to see you, Robin. Robin was the second to comment. And third, Terry Pierce. Good to see you, Mrs. Pierce. Hope you're doing well. We have been praying for you and praying for um, your whole health situation and your eyes. And then we see a comment by Fellowship Baptist Church replying to Charlotte Vincent and to Robin Taylor saying good morning. But we know that that is Victoria Counterman commenting there on the back end. So thank you. We looks like we have uh, Rachel Vincent with us, Rachel Rebecca Vincent, all the way from Wisconsin. Good to see you, Rachel. Hope you're doing well. Hope things are going well over there in Wisconsin. Uh, We have Grandma Duncan, Malachi Avery. Hello, Malachi. Love you, buddy. Sure do miss you. Barb Lupton. Uh, We got Melanie Peterson, Terry Lovell, uh, Beth Faith. Good to see you, Beth. Uh, Let's see. Margaret Avery, Vera Strofe. Love you, Grandma. Hope you're doing well. Do, Do love my Grandma and lots of others. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be doing a short devotional. At the end of the devotional, uh, I will be sharing with you uh, some of the policies and procedures that we will be having coming up. This Sunday, we are opening the doors to our church. Praise the Lord. Hey, I follow a lot of um, uh, churches and I follow a lot of uh, pastors and I have a lot of pastor friends and stuff. And I'm telling you, we didn't realize it at the time we decided to open this week, but there is a ton of churches that are opening this Sunday. So it seems like uh, this Sunday, uh, as far as uh, nationwide goes uh, in our country, I mean, we didn't know this, but it looks like this is like National Reopen Your Church Sunday. And so obviously not everybody, but there is a lot of churches 
starting their own version of phase one this Sunday. So I thought, I thought that was pretty cool and, you know, kind of helps us know that we're on the right track, even though we didn't know it, uh, you know, in the beginning. But uh, something else that's really cool about uh, the Lord leading us to reopen this Sunday is God's actually allowed our church and um, uh, the deacons and the men's meeting that we had and putting together a lot of these policies and procedures, uh, we've actually had a lot of churches reach out to us and ask us if they could get a copy of our policies and procedures so that they could kind of flush through their own version of reopening their church. So I have them right here. I'm going to be running over those really quickly here at the end just to give us kind of a heads up. But it's really awesome to see that God's been able to use our church to be able to help a lot of other churches that are kind of in the same boat we are, you know, not really sure what to do or exactly how to do it, but that God can use us to uh, be able to minister and to help other people as well. So anyways, hope everybody is doing great. Uh, hey, this uh, last Wednesday uh, was Billy Walsh's wedding and uh, something really cool uh, that we were able to do was a bunch of people drove. Billy didn't know. Billy and Chelsea didn't know that, that we were going to do this. I think this was set up by uh, Mrs. Walsh, but um, a bunch of vehicles were able to all line up. And there was a lot of vehicles there. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I would say there was probably maybe 40 vehicles that all got uh, uh, just like a mile away. We all lined up in like a school parking lot. And then at the end of the wedding, we drove through a big train of, of vehicles, drove through honking their horn. And, and some of the vehicles were throwing uh, wedding cards out the window towards uh, Billy and Chelsea. And some of them were just throwing <laughs> gifts. And, and, and uh, they handed out rice that you could throw. And it was pretty cool, pretty cool that... Uh, we were able to have that little part, and you could definitely tell that they were surprised. They, they had no clue that that was going to happen. And so, anyways, congratulations to Billy and Chelsea, and you know our prayers go with them as they you know go go through and head off to their new phase of life. And he takes on the pastorate at that new church. All right, uh, Proverbs chapter thirty-one is the uh, book that we're going to be in. By the way, another quick announcement: next week we're going to be transitioning. Uh, from Monday, Wednesday, and Friday devotions to Tuesday and Thursdays, all right? So we're transitioning to Tuesday devotionals and Thursday devotionals. So same thing, 10 a.m., uh, but we'll be doing that on Tuesday morning and Thursday morning. So just uh, just mark that down and just remember that we'll be doing that. And uh, <coughs> like I said, we'll have more announcements here. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> At the end of the devotional on uh, what's going on with Pastor and why he's not with us today or he wasn't with us Wednesday and um, some policies and procedures when it comes to reopening the church. All right, this is going to be a quick devotional today. Uh, Proverbs chapter 31. I, I really, really have grown to love this chapter and all the truth that is found in the chapter. And uh, throughout this chapter, we find um, the topic of the virtuous woman. All right, the topic of the virtuous woman, uh, what what her character is like, what it looks like to be a virtuous woman. And uh, so uh, for, for the next few devotionals, let's go ahead and unpack a little bit of this. And who knows how far we'll get, but uh, we'll just see. But it says here in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 1, the words of King Lemuel. So obviously, this passage, this chapter is either being written by or spoken by uh, King Lemuel. 
Uh, it's being spoken by him. It's being written by him. Maybe he's, he's just writing this. Maybe he's speaking to a group of, of people. Maybe he's uh, uh, teaching maybe his own children. Maybe he's teaching uh, his staff. We don't really know. Uh, but uh, clearly, this is uh, King Lemuel, and he is communicating what we're going to learn in the rest of this ch- chapter. However, this is not King Lemuel's teaching. Because what's it say after that? The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. So here we got King Lemuel communicating this uh, to really whoever, we're not really sure who it is. uh, But he's communicating this, but he is really just reteaching what has been taught him by his mother. Uh, There's a, a, you know, a wondering exactly who is this King Lemuel. Uh, We don't find, (coughs) man, I got the coughs this morning. We don't find any record of King Lemuel throughout the kings of Israel. Um, there is those who speculate that uh, uh, King Lemuel might have been a king in one of the uh, surrounding, uh, maybe just of a, a, a small uh, city, may have been a king of one of those places. Um, uh, there are some who think that King Lemuel may have been... Um, um, may have been um, Solomon himself. Um, they think that uh, that might have been, let me see, uh, King Lemuel. I can't remember exactly what the name Lemuel means. I just don't have it off the top of my head. Uh, but anyways, it carries with it uh, a, a spiritual meaning, the word Lemuel. So they, uh, oh, here it is. The word uh, Lemuel means devoted or belonging to God. Uh, so some might think that maybe it was uh, 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 his mother's uh, uh, name for him. Maybe she uh, uh, called him Lemuel because of the meaning, and maybe it was a pet name for him. But, but, the, but the idea is that we don't exactly know who this King Lemuel is. We don't know if it's Solomon. Uh, we don't know if it's somebody else. But one thing we do know is that his mother loved God. We do know that his mother had a heart for God. Uh, We do know that King Lemuel's uh, uh, mother uh, had a passion for teaching her children, specifically here, her son Lemuel, about God and teaching him the ways of God. So it says the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. Now this word prophecy, it carries with it really a strong uh, 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 feeling. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Uh, really, this is what it communicates is a strong burden upon the heart, the prophecy, a, a strong uh, a need, a, a strong um, uh, desire, just a, just a passion to really share something that was really important. It's not really like a prophecy like, uh, you know, Lemuel in, you know, uh, 10 years on your fifth birthday, uh, you know, someone will visit you. Not that type of prophecy, but just like a strong passion to share with him the things of the Lord, to, to, to share with him uh, uh, things that will benefit his life, important things that will help his life, that will train him, that will help him become all that he can be. So the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. You know, when I think of prophecy, I also think a lot just, you know, of um, how when you, when you teach something, specifically biblical truth, because we know that biblical truth is true. 
And when you teach that, really, this is what you're saying a lot of times as you study through Scripture and you see what God's Word has to say. It's saying, if you do this and this and this, this and this and this will happen, right? That's, that's all throughout the Scriptures, either blessing or, or, or cursing. If you are honest, if you are uh, a, a man or woman of character, if you uh, uh, are gracious, if you are more interested in others than you are yourself, if you're more concerned about others than yourself, good things will happen. That, that is literally a natural consequence of that. Following God's word, following the truths in God's word will naturally result in blessing. It will just naturally happen. Um, being self-focused, being self-centered, uh, um, being a person of poor character, uh, being a person of, uh, you know, a liar, you know, so people are just compulsive liars. Uh, uh, all of those things, naturally bad things will happen to you in your life. If you're a liar, if you're deceptive, if you're stealing, you're doing all those things, bad things will naturally happen. So if I'm sitting here and I'm sharing those things with you, you would almost be able to say that it's like a prophecy, you know? So I think of just, you know, application-wise, a lot of times prophecy is just mentoring and sharing, listen, this is the truth of Scripture. These are the truths of God's Word. If you do these things, blessings will happen. If you don't do these things, cursings will happen. And, uh, you know, I think of that. And, and as you study through this passage, we see a lot of those things that she shares with them. You know, these are the type of person you should marry. Don't do this. Do do this. And we see a lot of, like, prophecy coming through here. But a lot of it is a strong passion to share God's word with her son. And uh, I think that uh, as far as application goes, you know, it's, the question is, is do you, are you teaching your, your children? Are you teaching your grandchildren? Um, do you talk about the things of the Lord? Do you, is that a priority in your life? Um, do you talk about the things of the Lord even with your friends? Is it part of your normal conversation to talk about the things of the Lord? Um, you know, I, I, I also think about grandparents have such a huge influence in their grandchildren's lives. Do you make it a priority? Do you really make it a priority to mentor your grandchildren, to, to invest in them spiritually? Clearly here we see King Lemuel's mother made it a point to invest in him spiritually. Now there's so much more to, to uh, investing in people than just spiritually. There is... Um, investing in, you know, you teach them things like how to handle money, um, uh, you know, good manners, right? <laughs> My wife is still teaching me good man, uh, but good manners, uh, uh, th things that are just appropriate to do and not to do. Now, those are all good and, and we need to be doing those. But I think the highest priority is to be investing in those spiritually. And here's another really important point. We notice here in this passage how Lemuel not just received the teachings of his mother, but, but absorbed them and really made them his own. And you know, God can, or uh, 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 that can only happen is if they had a good relationship. And, and if, if his mother loved him and invested in him. And um, you know, there's so much to a relationship. It's not just teaching. It's not just communicating. 
uh, people need to know you love them. Your children, they need to know you love them. Um, they need to know you, you care about them. They need to know that you're more interested in them and their success than you are your own. It's hard to do. Uh, we are naturally very selfish people. We are naturally very self-focused. But in order for the things you need to teach, in order for those to be communicated, and, and in order for those to be absorbed by those you're, you're teaching, they need to know you love them. It is so important. They need to know that you have their best interest at heart. And I think the question, you know, begs to, you know, we, the question is, is do, how often do we love people that much? How often do we do things that aren't even really somehow selfish motives attached to them? It's something I have to wrestle with all the time. Even think about this. Can you be teaching your children and doing all of those things and mentoring them and doing that with selfish motives? I believe absolutely yes, you can. You know, um, I know some parents, I don't know, you can't ascribe motives to people, uh, but it seems like they just want their kids to do what's right just so what their kids do doesn't embarrass them. Just so what their kids do doesn't make them look bad. And is that our motives? Because isn't that selfish motives? We don't want people to do this or that because of how it will make us look totally selfish motives. We should always be focused on the good and how this will benefit them the best. What are your motives? Clearly here from this passage, we see that King Lemuel's mother had no greater desire than to see her son be successful, than to see her son be blessed. And we'll see this throughout the passage. But I also want us to think about this. Think about just the impact. We talked about it uh, last time. But just to think about the impact that parents have on their children, or should I say the impact that they should have on their children, and we can even say the impact that you have the ability to have as grandparents on your grandchildren. And uh, I think about uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter uh, 1, verse 5. This is Paul speaking to Timothy. And we know that uh, from, the, from the scriptures that Timothy was a, a close companion with Paul. Uh, he was really, uh, I, I don't know if, if this is true or not, but as you, you read through the New Testament, especially the epistles, you could almost say Timothy was Paul's best friend. And I don't know if that's true or not, uh, but they were really uh, just such good friends. Um, uh, Timothy was a mentee of Paul. Paul. Paul spent a lot of time mentoring him, guiding him. So much great uh, uh, um, leadership and mentoring, things you can learn from the, from the relation of Paul and Timothy. But this is what Paul said to Timothy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois. So here we see grandmother teaching, mentoring her grandchild, and thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also. So here we see grandmother and mother both have taken their faith, have taken uh, 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 what, where they're at spiritually and invested and mentored and developed Timothy in his life. Second uh, Timothy 3.15, it says, And that from a child, this is Paul speaking to Timothy, And that from a child thou hast known 
the Holy Scriptures. So here we see, obviously, um, we have uh, grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice teaching Timothy the Scriptures, teaching him spiritually. I think of, you know, it reminds me of, of when we were growing up and, and my, my mom would, would teach us uh, Bible verses and she would always use uh, uh, all hand illustrations and, you know, uh, um, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And she would do all these things, which giveth to all men liberally and abradeth. I remember like braiding a hair. Guys, think about it. Braiding and abradeth not. And it shall be given. And she would do all of these hand illustrations and teaching us the scriptures. I remember so many of those Bible verses to this day from my mother uh, teaching them to us. And, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through the faith which is in Christ Jesus. So here we see a mother and a grandmother investing in their child spiritually, making that a priority. Who are you investing in spiritually? Who are you mentoring spiritually? Um, God has called us all, especially, uh, think about family. Who are you in your family investing in spiritually? Um, it pays massive, massive dividends in the long run. So anyways, just thinking about that, the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him, communicating that passion to communicate the truth of God. All right, uh, let's see here. Um, let's get on to... Uh, um, some of the things that we have here. Number one, we are going to be reopening the church uh, this Sunday. Super excited about that. Like I said, a lot of churches are opening this Sunday, so we're not the only ones. Um, but here are some of the, the guidelines that we have for reopening this Sunday. Let me just pull this up. Uh, this has been uh, Larry Gear texted me yesterday. He's in charge of our security team. They're going to be uh, working majorly overtime and, and bringing people in. But, but he asked that we please emphasize the fact that we're going to need people to show up early. All right. Uh, service is from 11 to 12 o'clock, one hour. Uh, we are not going to be uh, doing nursery. We're not going to be doing uh, Sunday school classes. There, there's really nothing but one service. Okay. This is phase one of the reopening of the church. Um, uh, hopefully this doesn't last long. How long will phase one last? We have no idea. Um, a lot of this depends on the direction we go as far as a state, you know, how businesses start reopening. And, and we're really just going to kind of uh, go along with, with what's going on as far as, you know, uh, culturally goes in our area. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, we just don't know. Uh, how long this will last. I, I pray, I know that there's some states that say they want to be totally, fully-fledged reopened by July 4th. Um, we haven't got that communication from uh, our governor yet, uh, but that'd be awesome, right? So so maybe that's kind of the direction we go. By the grace of God, maybe by July 4th, everything can be back on as normal, but, but, but we, we don't know. We really have no idea. So um, we are going to be reopening this Sunday. Now, here are some of the, the guidelines. I'm going to read them to you. You can find these on the website, fbcclarklake.org. Uh, they're right there for, for you to get on and to see. 
But number one, we, we uh, ask that high-risk individuals, we encourage you to stay home during phase one of the reopening. And this could be anybody that has underlying medical conditions, chronic lung disease, uh, so on and so forth. You know yourself and what health issues you have. So we encourage those people to stay home. And to, you know, uh, we're not saying you can't come. That, that's totally up to you. But, but we would encourage you to, to just be wise about your health. You know your health better than we do. And just make wise decisions as far as that goes. Uh, number two, uh, individuals who have the following symptoms will not be allowed into the church. Now, this is, please, if you have these, just, just, just be wise and don't come. Um, that would be really awkward if we had to ask you to leave because you know you you are running a fever or something. Let's just be wise. I know you will, but it, let's just you know uh, I just want to emphasize it. Let's just be wise about this. But that would be anybody that has persistent coughing, shortness of breath, chills, repeated shakes, uh, uh, headaches, sore throat, loss of taste or smell. Uh, and so, uh, if any members of your family have contracted coronavirus, uh, you know they're in your home. Uh, you know just. We request that the entire family not come for a 14-day duration after symptoms. So just trying to be wise about that. Just trying to be, you know, logical. Uh, while we're at church, I know this is going to be difficult, but try to maintain six foot. Uh, uh, we encourage you to maintain a six-foot social distancing. Um, the security team uh, will be posted at the entrances, checking everybody's vitals when they come in uh, or temperature when they come in. We already talked about that. Uh, we will, we discourage shaking of hands or hugging during the first phase of the reopening. Listen, this is going to be hard. Okay. I'm a hugger. I love hugging people when I see them and I just, that's just the way I am. And I know there's those out there, those of you out there that are huggers, you guys just, you hug. And then I know that there's those of you out there that are not huggers. So you're going to love this first phase of the reopening. Uh, you know, it's those people that you go to give them a big hug and they feel like you're hugging a tree trunk. They're just like, oh, they stiffen up. And oh, I love those people. That, that's what I give them the big old bear hug. Those that just stiffen up. But they're going to love this first phase of the reopening. So we discourage handshaking and hugging. Uh, families, uh, we, we encourage families and we don't just encourage, but this will be, we, we would prefer families sit together uh, during the worship time. Upon entering the building, uh, every person is required to use hand sanitizer. The use of face masks uh, will be voluntary. We will not be providing face masks for the uh, congregation. Uh, you're more than welcome to bring your own. I'm sure all of you have them by now. Uh, senior saints, those 65 of age or older, uh, will have the choice to worship in the main auditorium, or we've also set up the fireside room with the uh, direct feed from the service going to the fireside room. Uh, so you are have the option of doing that, or you know going over to that room. So that's for those 65 years of age or over. Overflow seating will be provided in the kitchen area and in the teen room. And then also in the uh, toddler nursery, we also got that set up with a direct feed going there. Thank you to Daniel Connerman, uh, putting a ton of work and also some of the other guys. I know uh, Josiah Big, um, um, Nate uh, has been working hard, uh, Phil Ferraro uh, helping get all of that set up. Uh, let me see. We'll not be uh, using hymnals during this time. We'll be putting the words up on the screens. We will not be uh, passing the offering plate. We will not be passing out bulletins. We'll make the announcements from the stage. That's really simple stuff and just you know logical. And it's that stuff's not that big a deal. But that is something different that we'll be doing that that we haven't done in the past. So um, uh, let me see here. 
We already talked about that. Uh, at the end of the service, uh, the, secu- the, the ushers will be dismissing the, uh, our, uh, the people in the auditorium. They will be dismissing by rows. Um, and so this is what we strongly encourage is once we dismiss from the service uh, to just go right outside. We, we would like to discourage congregating inside the church. Now, once you're outside, just you can do whatever you want. You know, if you want to fellowship or talk with people or do whatever you want. We got beautiful weather now, uh, but, but we would encourage everybody to just funnel right outside uh, after the service is done. Uh, let me see. After the service, the, the church will be disinfected. Um, children are uh, not allowed to play in the gym or on the jungle gym during the first phase. Uh, if children become disruptive during the service, please uh, take them out as quickly as possible uh, as not to hinder the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so thank you to everyone who, who worked hard on putting these policies and procedures together. And uh, we get that it might feel a little extreme and we, and we get it opening up. It's not going to be just like, you know, church was closed and church is back open again. It's, it's going to be a transition phase, uh, transitioning back into the opening of the church. And so, hey, we just got to do it, right? We just got to get it kicked off. Phase one, we just got to open it. And hopefully as, as time goes on, uh, we can just start repealing some of these uh, um policies that we've put in place, we can just start repealing these, uh, you know, hey, this week, you know, you know, it's okay for the children to play on the playground again. I don't know when that will happen, but that's kind of the direction that we're going to go with that. So, um, hey, looking forward to, to this Sunday. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, uh, Pastor White. So um, this is big, big news on Pastor White. He, he wasn't here with us Wednesday. Uh, obviously, he's not here with us again today. I'm sure some of you are wondering what's going on with Pastor. Um, uh, Pastor White was not feeling well uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. And um, I, I talked to him yesterday. He's feeling great. However, uh, out of an abundance of caution, uh, Pastor White has chosen not to come to church this Sunday. Uh, also, like I said, he's feeling great right now. Uh, but also out of an abundance of caution, Pastor White uh, uh, chose to go get tested for the coronavirus. Uh, I don't think he will get those test results back until either tomorrow or Monday. So I'm not really sure when, uh, but he has been at his house all week and has chosen to stay there and is not leaving. And so, like I said, He's doing great. He's feeling good. Uh, he, he's, um, um, you know, I was, I was talking to him yesterday on the phone because he couldn't get his printer working and we were trying to troubleshoot some of that. So, you know, he's not, don't worry. However, out of an abundance of caution, uh, he has chosen to, to not come this Sunday. Listen, he's heartbroken about it. Um, this is obviously not an ideal situation. Um, it's outside of our control. You know, God, God knows what's going on. Uh, God knew he was going to start not feeling well. Um, there's just nothing we can do about it. And so keep pastor white in your prayers. Once again, let me emphasize he's doing great. Okay. He's feeling fine. It's just out of an abundance of caution. The last thing he wants to do is come to church, uh, after not feeling well for a couple days. So, He's just trying to be very cautious and wise. Obviously, this is not what he wants to do. It's, it's, it's you know, and, and we've really just made this decision uh, yesterday. And so, uh, 
listen, we are the church and the church continues on. Uh, the church is, is uh, we love pastor with all of our hearts and he is, is our leader. But the church, no matter what church you're talking about, is not just one person. You know, we don't shut down the whole church because pastor uh, isn't able to make it this Sunday. Obviously, we'll be heartbroken about it and it'll be very difficult to open and have our first Sunday without pastor present. But the, the church is the body of Christ. And it's the, the church that, that connects and gets together. And if, if, if all of our leadership, if, if all the deacons and myself and pastor and none of us were able to come to church, guess what? The church can still open uh, this Sunday. And the church can still continue on because we are the body of Christ. It is, it's not any one of us. Any one of us or even a group of us could leave the church. Guess what? Fellowship Baptist Church is still there. Uh, Fellowship Baptist, and I'm not just talking about the building. I'm talking about the group of believers. I just think about the body of Christ, the uh, the uh, devotional that, or the devotional, the uh, sermon series that we went through last year. The body of Christ. It is the collective group of believers that gather together, and and uh, you know uh, that that's the church. So obviously we're heartbroken, but it, it is what it is. So so keep pastoring your prayers. Like I said, he's doing much better. But just continue to pray that he continues to feel better. Pray that the test comes back negative uh, and that he just wasn't feeling well for a couple days and that he doesn't have the coronavirus. Because if it ends up that he did, uh, he will be laid up at his house for the next uh, 14 days after symptoms stop. So that would probably be like 14 days from like yesterday or today. So uh, that's quite a while. And uh, if you know Pastor, he does not like to be shut off. So he'll be going stir crazy over there. Uh, so uh, we still got to uh, figure out some of that. Um, I'm going to call him. Uh, hopefully, obviously, since he can't be here Sunday, I will be preaching this Sunday. And uh, so, but uh, I haven't talked to him about this yet, but I thought maybe he can live stream. I can't, if he does have the coronavirus, which we're not saying he does, but if he does, uh, maybe I can uh, shoot a video showing him how to go live on his cell phone and he can do our Wednesday night services for us over there. And I don't know, maybe we can do our devotionals together. Maybe we can sync up. I don't know. I was just thinking about all that. I don't want to, I should, probably shouldn't just be a spitball in here uh, live on record, but uh, those are just some of the things that we're thinking through. Anyways, sorry this ended up going long today, but we really are looking forward to this Sunday reopening. Thank you. So there are so many people that have put so much work into making this happen. Um, um, the security team, just a lot of people, the deacons, the, the men, just a lot of uh, communication, Victoria Counterman with the constant, constant communication out there, uh, texting you, you guys texting back. She, she keeps up with that, all that stuff on Messenger. So just a lot of people working together, coordinating to try to make this possible. And thank you so much. And we really look forward to opening this Sunday. Let's go ahead and close today in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, just thank you for this day. Thank you for all your wonderful blessings. I just pray that you will bless our people. Just bless, um, uh, be with pastor, help him feel better. I, I know he's back on track, but just help everything to be okay there. I pray that you will bless the reopening of, of fellowship this Sunday. And uh, Lord, uh, we just give you all the praise and the honor and glory for who you are and what you are. I think about our devotional today, and I just pray that you will help us make it a priority to invest in people spiritually, to invest in our family spiritually, whether it's our children, whether it's our grandchildren, whether it's our brothers and sisters, whether it's our spouse, but to invest in those around us spiritually. 
And uh, we just thank you so much for, for allowing us to be part of this fellowship. And, and Lord, we just give you all the praise and the honor and glory for who you are and what you have done in our lives. And we pray all these things in your holy, precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, thank you guys once again so much for joining us. It looks like we have Jennifer Greenwood on. Uh, let's see here. Mrs. Pierce said she's praying for pastor. Uh, Doug Raby said uh, he has been, uh, he's being tested and that uh, the scheduled surgery for Monday morning. Uh, so keep Doug Raby in your prayer. We're praying for you there, Mr. Raby. Uh, let's see here. Mrs. Bussing said she's on and watching. Um, Jennifer Greenwood said she's praying for pastor and she's, he's his favorite pastor. So, hey, we love you guys and uh, hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Friday. See you guys later. Bye. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklay.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.